0: Keep Pounding isn't just a slogan, it's a way of life. Ice up, son. Ice up. They want to be the very best that they can be in everything that they do. I think when you have that mentality in the locker room, you can be special. When you have it with your coaching staff, you can be really good. And when it starts with your owner and it starts with your GM, you can be memorable. moving someplace and we're doing this in Carolina the first thing I care about is winning the second thing I care about is winning and the third thing I care about is you guys are smart so you you win a lot of ways and I don't like to lose it anyway Guys, welcome back to another episode of the 7-0 forecast. It's Matt and Wes joining you guys this week. Um, try to recap a little bit on my thoughts on the Saints game. I did not have a chance to join on Sunday. I know Corey and Wes were able to get a little bit out. We did have some technical difficulties, but I'll provide my thoughts on the Saints game and the win over the New Orleans Saints for the Carolina Panthers to move to 2-0 and this week. Um, when we'll look ahead to the Thursday night game uh, against the Houston Texans, the 1-1 Houston Texans, as the Panthers try to move to 3-0. and Wes, how are you doing, man?
1: good um excited to to have the chance to to move to 3-0 this week we've got a few injuries but so do the Texans and and it's a team that has overperformed expectations so far and and has looked better than than all have expected but a lot of that's due to to Tyrod so um and the run game but without Tyrod it'll be interesting to see how the how they look so
0: yeah, you kind of hit it on the, hill, the nail on the head there. Uh, David Cully's done a great job so far coaching this team up. I don't think anybody expects him to be as competitive as they have been uh, against the Jaguars and the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they played the Browns close. I mean, it should have been a one possession game up until the very end. And some people think the Browns are, you know, going to win their division and contend for the AFC. So we'll see how that shakes out. But you kind of nailed it there with. Um, you know, Tyrod in the run game. The run game's going to help them out. Mark Ingram's been the guy to get the majority of the carries, which coming into the season, it was thought to be Philip Lindsay's backfield. And then David Johnson would kind of spell him. And Mark Ingram was kind of seen as odd man out and might not even make the roster. But things have changed, and he's kind of stepped up. And then they still even have Rex Burkhead as well. So, you know, they're they're going to stick to Pat trying to pound the ball. And so far this season, the Panthers have kind of been you – know, I mean, we know about this defense, but – they've been really, really good against the run. I mean, they held Alvin Kamara to eight yards rushing, and then previously they held the New York Jets, I think, as a team to 46 yards rushing. So a completely different world than last year, as that's the the one aspect of the game that this defense really struggled against. Uh, You know, uh, as far as the passing goes, you know, Tyrod's not going to play this week. Davis Mills will get his first career start. So a, a rookie quarterback facing, you know, this defense in his first game, Likely Phil Snow's going to throw a lot of stuff at him that he's not used to, and you can expect Houston to try to really run the ball and establish the run. And if they do go through the air, it looks like Brandon Cooks is their guy. I mean, he leads the team with 21 targets. next closest guy is six targets in their tight end, and I believe Chris Conley. They'll be without Danny Amendola and um, uh, another receiver, I believe, Nico. So, you're, you're honestly probably looking at Chris Conley and Andre Roberts being the other two guys to kind of step up and, and try to help Brandon Cooks out. So, I'll be interested to see um, JC Horn trying to shut down Brandon Cooks. And it's also going to be the first week that AJ Boyer is going to be joining this defense. So, we'll be at full strength for the first time all year. I say that, but you know, Etor Grossmatos isn't going to go, yeah, you know, that ankle injury against the Saints this past week. So, be interesting to see you know uh, the looks that phil snow gives davis mills and see if we can't capitalize on some early errors to to open this game and try to move to 3-0 but um you know looking back to the, the saints game this past week a lot of different things stood out on paper or excuse me on film um i think the main thing that impressed me was the play of morgan fox you know he, every time i looked he was in the backfield he led the team with uh, quarterback pressures uh quarterback hits uh, he did have um, a sack there, combined with uh, Hassan Reddick uh, on that one play, but I was just really, really impressed. His film really stood out and popped on on film when I was went back through and watched. And even when I was watching it live, I wasn't able to make the game this week, unfortunately, due to work. But um, I can't, you can't say uh, can't say enough about the defensive front and the schemes that Phil Snow has uh, drawn up. I mean, you know, Brian Burns just had a day out there on the right side with Ramchick. You know, that spin move that he had to get there and get pressure. Um, you know, he he came untouched on on one play. Just the play of him and Hassan Reddick and then also Phil Snow just drawing up defensive um, blitzes, you know, showing safety blitz, just doing different things. And then Sean Chandler, I think he had a really good game as well. He had the, the one play late in the third or maybe early in the fourth where Kamara had to reverse field because uh, Chandler had it stuffed uh, on the sideline. So he had to reverse it across field and ended up, turning a third and two, I believe, into like a, a third and 10, uh, third and 12. Um, so a big play there. But Sean Chandler had a great game. The safety play overall has been has been really good. Um, I know concern of ours was Justin Burris, and then he ended up leading the team in tackles this week as well. So, uh, I mean, Panthers right now have the number one defense in the league. And if you've been listening to us all offseason, then you know you shouldn't be surprised. This are, These are things that we've been hammering all offseason. I said it over and over again, how excited I was about the defense and how the expectations that I had for them were higher than the offense. And now we're starting to see that on paper. And uh, sooner or later, the uh, national media is going to have to wake up and start giving this defense some respect, especially if they go to 3-0. and um, you know, And then they'll have Dallas coming up, and that will be the first real test of the season, which we've kind of have hinted at throughout the, uh, the offseason. So – We'll see how that eventually shakes out. I don't want to look too far ahead to that right now, but you know the prospect of JC going against, um, you know, Amari Cooper or, or uh, CD Lamb. I mean, that's going to be fun to watch. This defensive front getting off after Dak, that's going to be a, a, a put up or shut up game and try to prove it. I mean, you know, you could flip it around. The national media could, you know, could turn around and say, "Well, look how good the Cowboys are if they end up beating us." But you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But um, looking ahead to Thursday night. Wes, what are your maybe your some takeaways going into this game and the uh, the things to watch for?
1: I'll um a couple things that I didn't get out in the episode before. Just one, JC with his first career interception, the first of many. He should have had two. So it was funny when he dropped down and did his push-ups uh, when he dropped that pick. It gave us better field position anyway when they went forward on fourth. Um, but a name when you talk about Morgan Fox's film with the defense and the defensive line as a whole. A name that we were kind of down on going into the year based on, on what we were seeing in preseason that, that and and I really didn't see him do much in week one, but in week two he looked pretty pretty dang good. And and, and part of that is just the other offense, the, the other defensive line he has around him, but Bravion. I think he stepped up in week two.
0: Yeah, and he had that really well. He had that batted ball. Um and yeah. Yeah, I mean Daquan Jones film starting to pop. I mean Derek Brown. I mean all these guys on the on yeah. the on the line are just carrying their weight.
1: Yeah, so that I was gonna I was gonna mention that, and, and Morgan Fox was limited in practice today, so um, take that for what you will as far as his availability for Thursday. Um, but with these short weeks, anybody with that's any got any sort of anything, I imagine they're 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 gonna keep him limited like that. So fingers crossed that he can go um, as well. But, so that's that's all I had. I just wanted to add those and 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 also just I I'm gonna start pulling receipts on some of these national writers and then just just start saying. Saying some of these guys that had articles making us like 28th in, in defense and, and, and shit like that, it's going to be – they're, they're going to have to start eating some crow here in a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, all the ESPN writers that they polled picked the Saints to beat us, and I, I look back at it, and I think um, some people were projecting a 14-point win, a 10-point win. I mean, the average margin that they predicted was, I think, 3.3, so – you can tell me that they had all these injuries and and everything, but they still had the majority of their offensive line, the majority of their defensive line. I mean, they were without Marshawn Lattimore and, you know, uh, uh, Gardner Johnson, but it was the same
1: offense that, that tore up, tore it up in week one. There was not a, it it was the same people on offense. The defense was what was missing the players and the two Lattimore and Gardner Johnson, the, the main two, that's, that's the difference. And, I mean, they, they they scored seven points and they were kind of a, a, a bullshit seven points off yeah. of a turnover.
0: The the, the game plan, and Hassan Ray mentioned it post-game, but the game plan was to apply pressure to Jameis. And you saw Tampa Bay Jameis when we've gotten the best of them before. And you, Jameis gets pressured, Like him running down the field pump faking after he's at the line of scrimmage, just trying to mess with the defense. I mean, him throwing that one interception where he's falling away on his back foot. Oh, I don't know what he was doing there. And then when he was you know, almost sacked and he was throwing the ball deep. And uh, I believe that's the one that led to the JC's pick, or maybe it was Justin Versus. You, you know, either either way. I mean, Jameis panics and he just gets rid of the ball. I mean, like him throwing the ball left handed and it hit the lineman in the in the helmet or him, you know, that one that should have at least been intentional grounding where they you know they reviewed it and it was an incomplete pass. Those are you, you can praise him one week. I mean, five touchdowns against the Packers, and you know, now you're going to say it's injuries and this and that. I mean, the media is going to write whatever narrative they want to, but at some point you're going to have to start giving Phil Snow uh, some damn respect.
1: Yep. Um, but to answer the, the question you, you talked about going forward, looking into this week, um, one thing I'm interested to see that plays out, and this isn't the defense, um, so with Pat Elfline going to the IR that was announced today, um, what happens with that left guard position? And I, I mean, as far as getting the best five linemen on in the starting lineup that we could Elfine going to IR is probably the best thing that could happen. I think it'll, it'll default daily starting this week. Um, but I hope what it does is allows for Deontay Brown to be on the active roster for the, for the game. And um possibly get some reps uh they they went to to Brady a little bit on Sunday and unfortunately I didn't think Brady looked all that great in his reps um but left guard isn't Brady's normal spot either that was just kind of where he had to be so well I'm really watching to see how how left guard pans out um because Daly didn't look good either in his reps at left guard
0: yeah Daly's a little banged up I mean I know he didn't had to lead the game and Brady came in on Sunday a little bit but I think Daly ended up returning to the game, but the, the one thing, you know, Brady ended up having that one bad rep where he ended up getting tripped and falling over. And he actually had Cam Irving step on his foot, which caused them both to fall. And that was, you know, that's just not a good look. I mean, and then Cam Irving did have to leave the game a little bit for a, a shoulder injury or a hand injury, whatever that ended up being. But I, I think that Daly's probably the guy who's going to just plug in and start. I mean, unless he looks horrible, then it's probably his position for the foreseeable future. They'll, probably spell him a little bit with brady i would like to see deontay active i know rule has said that he's more of a project than um than an immediate playing guy but deontay had a, had a pretty good preseason when I mean, he didn't have any bad real bad reps or where he was beat poorly um so yeah i would like to see him active or at least him and michael jordan i think you know you need to carry the guard depth there just in case of injuries or an emergency situation at this point um uh, I don't know. I mean, the good thing is that Houston isn't a team that gets a lot of, a lot of uh, pressure on the quarterback. They have three sacks so far this season. Um, so it's really just about containing the, the rush. And they're going to try to establish the run early, which is what we said as far as their offensive side of the ball. So if you stop that and you start to get pressure on Davis Mills, I mean, it's going to lead for, for turnovers and interception opportunities and chances for the defense to put up points. So, honestly, uh, I feel like this should be a two-score game that we should handle so far if the defense performs. I mean, these are the games that you have to take care of and you have to to win if you want to get to the playoffs, if you want to make the playoffs. You can't uh, fumble these games up and, and, you know, cause them to be losses that you look back on at the end of the season. like, well – we, we, we should have had that game. I mean, this is one that you, you need to have. And I think Matt Rule's approach has kind of been pretty good so far when people have kind of been talking to him about, you know, hey, you know, good luck or, I mean, great win, blah, blah, blah. And he just responds, we're, we're 1-0 and or we're 2 and oh. I mean, we're only focusing on the Texans this week. We're not looking ahead. And that's the attitude that this team needs to have. Um, uh, the, the, you know, the players in the locker room are saying, you know, we're a young team, but we're also a very mature team. And I think you see that because typically on years past, you know, there's, I thought about this today, there's been usually a game by now, or at least a a series by now where there's been a busted play and we've given up a long touchdown or just something at some point in the game. But so far, I mean, this team hasn't given that up They've been very disciplined. Um, The penalties have gone way down. The whole DBO sign thing seems to have paid off at least for now. Um, So we we haven't beat ourselves. You know, the, the, the penalties are, are way down as well. So those are, those are things that I'm, I'm happy about going in this week. And I think the main thing for us, at least on the defensive side of the ball, is establish um, stopping the run early on and make Davis Mills beat you. Um, you throw JC on, on Brandon Cooks and make somebody else beat you. But if we keep getting home to the quarterback the way we are, I mean, I just don't see this game not going in our favor. And I haven't seen what the line is, but I would probably say it's at least nine and a half, ten and a half.
1: Yeah, and, and I agree completely. And I think you can game plan to stop that run And with, with the talent we have in the secondary and with how bad we expect Davis mills to be, you can, you can probably put your seven eight in the box and and play man on the outside and, and, and just key on that run. I I mean, I don't, I don't see why you can't game plan that way with a team that's got the three, the three or four running backs that they're going to rotate and try and do that. There's just no reason not to. Um, And I'd be very surprised if, if, I mean and this number even seems high if they after how we've seen this defense play, but 14, 17 points, and, and some of that may come even in garbage time when it's when it's not if if, if that I'm talking that's how many the, the, the Texans put up against us. I, I just don't I don't see a way they get past that. And it very well could be another seven point performance.
0: Yeah, I mean the offense really hasn't you know played to the standard I think a lot of people expected them to. But, I mean, we just put up 23, almost 30 points against the – I'm
1: talking about their uh, – I'm talking about Texans' offense against us. Sorry.
0: Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, think, I,
1: I, I would. I would be surprised if they can put up more than 14, 17 points against us. Sorry.
0: I mean, we haven't given up a, a – correct me if I'm wrong here because I can't remember how the second half of – or the first half of the Saints game ended um, blanking at the moment. But have we given up any first half points so far this year? Uh,
1: I don't believe so. I think the Saints –
0: I the think the Saints scored. In the scored. In, the I think. Yeah, I think they scored in the fourth. But I mean, I gotta check now. But you, you look at that. I mean, you think that if you you're gonna probably going to hold the Texans to under ten points, I, I would think. I, I think that's probably being pretty pretty realistic. I mean, unless there's just blown coverage or you know we get up by big or you know big amount and they just kind of call the dogs off. Um, I. I I just really like what Phil Snow has schemed up so far. And like I said, if you put J.C. Horn on Brandon Cooks and you make somebody else beat you, I mean, I just don't see how anybody else on that roster, just from a talent aspect, is, is going to make it happen. I mean, David Cully's done a great job so far. The offensive outperformed. But once again, that was with Tyrod and having to deal with a dual-threat quarterback versus Davis Mills, a rookie, um, making his first start.
1: Yeah. Um, don't I, I agree with all that, so. I guess looking at the offensive side of the ball, uh, a couple of things I'll be looking in at going into this week. Um, one is, can we limit McCaffrey's touches in this game? Because it, 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 if it is as lopsided as we think it is, I would love to see him not touch the ball 25 to 30 times. I would love to see him do that in a normal game, but if we can get out to a big lead, maybe get you with some more carries um, and, and just keep keep Christian healthy I just I don't like seeing him getting 25 30 touches I think it needs to be more in the 20 range and I would prefer it to, I, I think the distribution should be somewhere in that 15 carries and five to seven catches world I, I, I just don't see it, a need for it to be more than that
0: I mean I agree with that I mean the Saints defense is no joke um I mean he still had a decent day against them. I mean he had over what I think 20 carries and 80 some yards um, the one thing I will say is I guess if you're going to do that, then this needs to be the time of the year to do it because these are the games where, you know, you can load up on him and, and the body's not beaten down. I do worry about that later on in the season, but if they start to dial back the workload, um, later on, I, I think that's probably realistic. I just think that now is the good chance for him to actually get loaded up on so we can make sure we win the games that's necessary. I don't know. That's just kind of you know my thought process behind it because, you know, these are games like we, like we've talked about and you know, that's being more prevalent now is that these are the games you have to win. You, you, We can't look back on these and say, what if? But, I mean, I don't I don't like him getting those touches in, late in the fourth quarter. Like, there's no point in the game for him, you know, to, to get those two- and three-yard carries right up the middle. I mean, you're you're just asking for something, especially with the number of rough and the passer calls that there were, were out there on Sunday. They – I mean, it's the Saints. I mean, we have history with them. I mean, it wouldn't have been anything out of the ordinary for them to, you know, Try to knock him out of the game. I mean, he he did have two helmet-to-helmet calls. Um, one didn't get called. That was where he got tackled. I believe on the two or three yard line. But that then, that was a
1: nasty. I I in the group message. I did not like that hit he took. straight And in the head.
0: and then the one that Roach came in there just fine with his with his head um, head first. I mean, that one was pretty blatant, blatant and obvious. Um, just don't like him taking unnecessary hits like that. Um, we've seen this as a different offense without him back there. I mean, Chuba's a great. I mean, he's a he's a fine running back. I mean, rookie, but. Nobody's going to be able to, to replicate exactly what all Christian can do. I mean, he had to leave the game to get cramps. I mean, this isn't the first time he said um, – excuse me, he had to leave the game because of cramps because to get an IV, and this is not the first time that's happened. It's just the first time that you know the, the national – I mean, the, the public knows about. It. So, uh, I don't know. I'd like to see him dial it back a little bit. Not a, not concerned with Robbie's lack of target so far. He did have six. Um, that was kind of expected. I mean, there's, there's too many – too many weapons for him to keep getting 10 targets him and DJ both to get 10 targets a game. That's just not realistic. I mean, Christian's back, Dan Arnold's back, Brandon Zilstrip played more snaps than Terrace Marshall. Um, that was kind of surprising, but he made the most out of it. So I don't guess you can really complain when your four string wide receiver is scoring touchdowns. Uh, I mean, i like to see Terrace get more involvement, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, the offense is just going to be like, well, hell, next man up, you got to worry about this guy. I mean, Dan Arnold had six uh, targets. Christian had six, um, uh Robbie had six. I mean, I, I thought Sam looked good. I mean he had a couple bad throws where he threw into double coverage. He uh, tried to force a couple things, but the the play design on that um, play action rollout where he hit uh Arnold down near the goal line that that one was just a beautiful throw. Um he had a couple passes to DJ Moore. Sam so far silenced the haters he's saying that you know it's not me it's the it's the Jets. So if he can keep that play up going into the Texans game and you know throw up another Three hundred yard game. I mean, you know, he he's he's shutting people up right now.
1: Yeah, and um, glad you brought that up because that was the other thing I was going to touch on after talking about McCaffrey's ca- touches is just the overall target share and, and what I'm going to be looking at going into this game is do they continue to try and use Zilstra and and Dan and and Ian and and some of these some of the other and even Erickson got a got a couple targets I believe. Um, do they continue and try and spread that out or do we? Do we see Terrace's workload increase? Because it, it, I think it's a shame to not use Terrace more a little more. Um, I, I I know Zilschreder was productive in his in his one touchdown, but I just I'd like to see Terrace get get a little more run and and than he did. So so we'll see. Um, but a lot of talent spread the ball around too, so can't complain about that. And then I'd also like to see if. Um, that red zone call on third down to DJ, the two yard slant, if that maybe opened Brady's eyes to kind of open up his playbook down there in the red zone.
0: um, So, yeah, I mean, and it's just the thing. I mean, we have we've kind of been a little bit harsh on the red zone play calling so far this season, but I think a lot of it may have to do with maybe just, just learning a little bit more about the team that we do have. I mean, this team, like I said, in preseason, if you watch, you're not getting a lot of push forward. So that's why I was a little bit worried in the run game. And unfortunately so far with the play calling, that's kind of what we've relied on in the red zone so far is, you know, trying to hope that this offensive line can get a little bit of a push so Christian can have a two- and three-yard touchdown run. Just open it up, spread it around a little bit. Um, You know, Sam had that the one rushing touchdown against the Jets. Uh, I mean, I just – it, things seem to, f- to work a little bit better when we put three guys out there and, and can open the field a little bit because there's mism- mismatches. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, hark on Brady at all. I mean, he, you know, he's learning this as his second year as being offensive coordinator, so I, I get it. Um, and I don't think he's opened up much of his playbook, you know, as, as he, he could have. Um, and there's no need to in some of these situations. This will just be a, a good week to, I guess, try things out and, and see. I mean, we can make four red zone trips and come away with four touchdowns this week. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, but interested to see the growth, definitely. And especially, like I said, looking forward to the Cowboys game. That's going to be the first test of the season and kind of a, a good gauge at where this team is at. And then if the defense is for real and if the offense is, is for real, um, their their defense is nothing to write home about at all. Uh, their offense is what carries that team without Michael, Michael Gallup. The offensive line is still banged up as well. I think that there's a legitimate chance that we go into Dallas, and I don't think, I don't think really a lot of people are going to give us much of a shot, but we'll discuss that next week. Uh, just got to take care of business this week and hopefully go to 3-0 and o against the Texans, and this is a, a prime spot now without their starting quarterback and a rookie quarterback back there to take care of business, get out of the game healthy, have no injuries, and, and move forward to, to week four in Dallas.
1: Well said
0: um i don't really know if i have anything else to add i mean as far as this game goes it's pretty much cut and dry um stop the run stop mark ingram stop the running backs stop Brandon cooks that's that's really it um zane gonzalez you know, redeemed himself last week he had the, the missed extra point i assumed at that point that we would have another kicker in this week but rule gave him a chance to redeem himself and he came back and and uh nutted the the field goal attempt so We'll see. Uh, I, the one thing I was kind of worried about, and I don't know if it was designed specifically, was the short kickoffs. Um, you'd like to see those balls going to the back of the end zone, but who's going to nitpick at the moment? It worked out. Could have been by design to, to it, make them bring the ball out. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Alex Armour was back there returning kicks, for God's sakes. So. I'd
1: argue it didn't work out, though, because they yeah. aver- th- they averaged thirty. I can't remember exactly, but 33, I believe. Per the average,
0: Yeah. The average starting spot for them was like the 35, five yard line.
1: Yeah. And so that's not okay. No, no. <laughs> um, so that, that was, that was my one, my, my one gripe for, for Gonzalez. I'll give him, I'll give him the pass on the missed kick, um, kick it in the end zone.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, let's, let's try something out. I know, I know, I um... know, Joseph Charlton had a pretty good game. He's looked so far, so far, so good this season. I know Corey's a, a big Charlton fan, and he's kind of been clamoring about him this offseason and so far going into preseason. I mean, so far throughout the season. So um, Corey's got that on us. Uh, I will give him that. I will give credit where it's due. Alex Erickson's, Erickson's been okay in their in the kick return game. hasn't cost us. Been pretty heads up, um, protected the ball. Just no big returns yet. I did thought, excuse me, I did think that that one. Um punt after the penalty. I thought we would see DJ out there when we were returning it close around midfield, but that ended up not being the case. So, interested to see how much involvement he gets going forward or if it's just in big play situations or when when the team feels like he can actually break one or give him a chance to break one. So, we'll see how that progresses going forward. Um, Anything you want to add before we get out of here? I know this has kind of been uh, a little bit of a different episode, but really, like I said, not, I mean, it's pretty pretty cut and dry going into the Texans game on on what to expect and, and the keys to the game.
1: No, nothing else to add other than I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to watch the game live. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'll be on a plane uh, traveling for work this week and that I, got, I got to get back Thursday night for from some family stuff. So the, the, the timing of my flight was just terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping my in-flight um, entertainment has uh, NBC or the, the Wi-Fi is good or something.
0: <laughs> yeah me and you both i'll be pulling a graveyard shift so i won't be able to watch it until friday morning unless i can sneak away to the office and close the blinds and hope to god that nobody sees me but we'll we'll see how it shakes out i mean if not i'll just avoid my phone until friday morning around eight o'clock and knock it out before i get some sleep so All right. oh yeah
1: I'll, I'll have the i'll have the it, the, I'll have a DVR to, to watch as soon as I get home and I'll just watch it late into the night.
0: Yeah. I and mean, there you go. I mean, I've, I've watched a little bit of the condensed version off of game Pass today of the Saints game. So, you know, at least that's the option. I can never, I can always go back and watch it if I need to. So that's, that's the one perk. Thanks to the Panthers for providing that to uh season ticket holders. At least that's a, a small perk, but all right. Well guys, um, thanks for listening to us again, another episode. So we'll be back uh, on shoot. I guess we'll, Probably try to drop an episode Friday if it works for everybody's schedule and recap this week and try to look f- look ahead a little bit towards the Dallas game uh, next week. Um, we'll drop that episode sometime next week, so we'll uh, you guys will have that uh, before we uh, travel to Dallas. So appreciate you guys listening uh, as always. Um, subscribe, um, leave a leave a review for us. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, 704cast. Forecast. Um, but until next time, we're out.
1: Later.